Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again Rob Moorhead, the superintendent of the South Ripley Community School Corporation. Good morning to you, Rob, and how are you doing on this glorious midweek day? Doing fantastic, Tom, until you mentioned the F word to me this morning and said you saw snow flurries. We don't need that in October, but... uh... Other than that, having a fantastic fall morning. Indeed, I'm on my way into work yesterday, but luckily it was warm enough where they evaporated, hit the ground, and there's more uh, wet precipitation, if you will. So, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll worry about that when it comes here. So, uh, with that, uh, we want to yeah, I want to delve into uh, Monday night's uh, South Ripley School Board meeting. And uh, first up, Rob had a presentation uh, regarding e-learning. It's interesting, Tom, as we talk about those snow flurries, this first topic kind of leads into <laughs> what will be happening this year when we have e-learning days due to inclement weather. And, Tom, as people may or may not know, in last year's legislative session, uh, the Indiana legislators passed a law regarding e-learning. And what they said in this new law is that e-learning days to count as one of your 180 days of instruction they have to be at least 50% synchronous e-learning. So the question becomes, what is synchronous e-learning or synchronous virtual learning? Well, synchronous basically means that the learning and the teaching occurs in real time. So, Tom, in the past, our e-learning days would be described more as asynchronous, where they are self-paced, they are lessons that the teachers have been preparing, sending out to the kids, the students can work on those in their own time, some students may enjoy working on them in the morning. Some may wait till afternoon, uh, just depending on what the student's preference was in that point. Well, uh, the legislators decided that uh, asynchronous learning was not being done with fidelity across the state. However, I will tell you at South Ripley, we spent a lot of time preparing for, investing in, uh, training for our staff, making sure that our e-learning has been top quality from the beginning. But now with the new legislation, we have to adjust. So we are going to have a practice synchronous e-learning day coming up on Monday, November 7th. And what we've done, Tom, the legislation says that 50% of the learning time must be synchronous. So our principals have created schedules where actually classes are going to meet using Google Meets. So the teacher and the students will join the Google Meet at the same time. The teacher will uh, take the students through the lesson in real time on the Google Meet and we will follow a class schedule, typically uh, in the building starting around 9 o'clock. Each class will run somewhere from 25 to 30 minutes with a little break in between. And, and at the high school, junior high, they typically have a seven-period day. There will be seven class periods on these synchronous e-learning days with the, the seventh period wrapping up around 1225. And then in the afternoon, teachers will be available for individual work with students, for tutoring, for office hours where special education students might be able to get some additional one-on-one help. So the teachers will be available in the afternoon as well. So again, we're going to try this first synchronous e-learning day on Monday, November 7th, try to work out all the kinks with that. And then this winter, as we get into inclement weather days, and if we have to call uh, for an e-learning day because of inclement weather, it will again follow this synchronous e-learning schedule. Okay, so again, that'll be a a test run, if you will. That'll be on uh, November seventh. All right, so um, and it's uh, something that uh, sure uh, you know, parents will uh, need to be aware of, and uh, along with the students, obviously. So, 
Yeah, and Tom, let me say one other thing on that, mm-hmm. because the law also says at least 50% of the students have to be offered this synchronous learning. So uh, Principal Ryan Lobert at the elementary school worked with his teachers, and we you have to make some decisions on what's going to be appropriate for the different grade levels of students. And in grades K through 3, we realized those students aren't typically able to access things individually by themselves. They usually need the help of parents. And expecting parents to be able to follow a schedule like this on an e-learning day is just not realistic. So the K through 3 students will continue with the asynchronous e-learning like we have done in the past. And again, it is high quality. I would challenge anyone to look at our e-learning model for K through 3 and what we've been doing in the past and tell us it wasn't high quality because it absolutely was. So they will continue that way without a particular time schedule. Starting in grades four through six in the elementary school, we will have this synchronous learning with the class period schedules, and that'll continue seven through 12. Interestingly enough, Tom, our seventh and eighth grade have been doing synchronous e-learning for a couple of years now, and we actually used their expertise. We had our high school teachers go down and sit in uh, during the e-learning day we had last month on September 30th. We had our high school teachers go and observe what the junior high staff was doing on the synchronous e-learning. And it was great collaboration and the opportunity for our teachers to learn from one another. And we wrote, feel really good about our ability to implement this synchronous e-learning moving forward. All right. And then, of course, uh, a typical item we talk about is personnel. A few quick personnel items, Tom. Two teachers, Abigail Bosell and Melissa Alexander-Collins, they're both science teachers at the high school. The board approved them to participate in online Project Lead the Way training, and we're excited to be able to get two more of our teachers trained in our biomedical sciences program uh, using Project Lead the Way curriculum. That's a high-quality program, and we appreciate uh, Abigail Bussell and Melissa Alexander-Collins their willingness to participate. We then also approved three mentor teachers, Lindsay Haight, Wanda Plager, and Lindsay Siebel, will be serving as mentor teachers for three of our first-year teachers, Jessica Menchofer, Heather Dance, and Catherine Fleming. So we're glad to have those mentors put in place. And then we did hire a new um, special education aide, uh, excuse me, make that a Title I aide at the elementary school. That'll be Angela May. She'll be filling in a five-and-a-quarter-hour position in Title I, for the remainder of the school year. And then we're pleased to welcome back the high-ability academic coach, Phyllis Hull, to South Ripley Elementary. Phyllis has filled in this role for us for several years. She's a retired elementary teacher. She works great with high-ability students while she was uh, actively teaching for us. And she's come back the last several years as a high-ability academic coach. It's a four-day-per-week position uh, running seven hours a day. And it'll start, uh, start today, as a matter of fact, running through the end of the school year. And we're pleased to have Phyllis Uh, back on board for that all right and then with that we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout we'll continue our conversation with south ripley school superintendent rob moorhead right after this don't adjust your radio the sound that you hear is your stomach you're having trouble focusing you can't recall your last meal you're trapped in the hunger zone the solution batesville to go let to go deliver a hot fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes to go delivers the best food from local restaurants visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800 batesville to go big city convenience small town taste 
And welcome back as we continue our visit with South Ripley School Superintendent Rob Moorhead. And uh, another thing, Rob, that the uh, board acted on, this is the uh, sixth grade field trip. And this is always something that uh, tends to stand out, shall we say. Well, our sixth grade teachers just do a fantastic job planning a really cool trip each year. And it's typically done on the last two days of the school year. And that'll be the case again this year on Tuesday, May 23rd and Wednesday, May 24th. Our students in the sixth grade will take an overnight field trip to Indianapolis. And, Tom, they just do some really cool things uh, while they are there. They get to go to the Children's Museum um, in Indianapolis. Uh, That's always a fun night for them. They get to go to Beef and – that's a fun day, I should say. They get to go to Beef and Boards Dinner Theater, which is an experience not many sixth graders have had. And they'll do that on the first night when they're there, and that's a lot of fun. Then they go to Connor Prairie. Uh, on the second day, which is always a great trip. So it's just an opportunity for those students to explore uh, one of the largest cities in, in Indiana, maybe the largest city in Indiana, and going to Indianapolis. Some of them have never been there before. And to be able to provide them this experience is, is fantastic. And Lisa Gilpin, Kristen Stone, David Brauner uh, do a great job planning this every year, along with Barb Hensley and Julia Heidelich. The sixth grade teachers just go out of their way to make sure and give these students a great experience. So the board approved that overnight field trip uh, as is required by board policy. And so we're looking forward to those sixth graders having that having that opportunity again this school year. And that sounds like a, a good combination, Rob, of uh, not only fun, but also uh, some educational experiences. Without a doubt. I mean, it is definitely an educational trip. Uh, they, they participate in a lot of neat activities while they're there. And an opportunity to kind of celebrate the end of their elementary school days as as their last couple of days as sixth graders before they head across Benham Road over to the seventh grade. And it's just been a really positive experience for our students over the past several years. Well, hey, they don't call me Mr. Obvious for nothing, so. (laughs) 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 All right, and then uh, moving down, Rob, uh, the uh, ADM uh, finalized count. This is always uh, something that kind of kind of grabs uh, grabs some attention from time to time. But uh, what can you tell us about that? Sure, our final ADM count this year ended up being ten fifty five. That was down a little bit uh, from last school year. That is typical. What happened this year? Um, is we graduated 93 seniors last year, and our kindergarten enrollment was 83. So it's a difference of 10 uh, students there from the number that graduated to the number that has rolled as kindergartners. So we kind of started in a 10-student hole to begin with. And then the rest of that dip, Tom, is mainly just our transient population. And it's it's a snapshot on uh, on a day in September, usually around September 15th or 16th when you're – uh, taking that snapshot for your fall ADM counts. And, you know, I was telling the board last night, just yesterday, uh, we had four students enroll uh, in the school. So, I mean, if, if, if uh, ADM count would have been yesterday, we'd have been four students higher. So it's just one of those things where timing is an issue on your ADM count. Uh, some days you hit it uh, on a positive and some years you hit it on a negative. Uh, this year we're a little bit down, nothing to be alarmed about. Uh, enrollments around the area have been trending down for several years, but in our case, we've been pretty steady. Uh, So we're at 1055. I gave the board a nice sheet. We try to follow that along by cohorts. So look at how many you had in kindergarten last year compared to how many you have in first grade this year. How many were in 10th grade last year compared to how many are in 11th grade this year. And we kind of follow those cohorts to make sure we're not losing large groups of students in any one cohort. And uh, 
So that's kind of the, the story on the ADM. 1055, there will be another ADM count in February. And then, as folks know, our state funding, the student uh, state tuition support we get, is based on the number of students we have on our two ADM count days. All right. And then uh, moving down, Rob, I had a, a couple of uh, grants that uh, you informed the board about on uh, Monday night. We have such tremendous support from the Ripley County Community Foundation, and they re- we were the recipients of a $500 grant for the South Ripley Art Department. And this grant is going to be used to paint wood cutouts for flower pots around the Versailles Town Square. So anytime our students can partner with the town and receive support from the Ripley Community Foundation, it's just an outstanding uh, project all around, a win-win certainly, and we appreciate the support of the Ripley County Community Foundation. And also, Tom, I want to commend our principals, uh, Mr. Ralston, Mr. Hutton, and Mr. Lobber, also Chris Wood, the assistant principal at the elementary, for the work they did on our STEM integration grant. And the IDOE has notified South Ripley we will be approved. We have been approved as a recipient of a STEM integration grant in the amount of $50,000. And uh, this will be used mainly to pay for our Project Lead the Way programs, to pay for the training that I mentioned earlier uh, in our broadcast here in regard to the high school teachers that are being trained in Project Lead the Way. Project Lead the Way is great, Tom, but it's expensive. Uh, Being able to have this STEM integration grant will allow us to continue to afford the programs and the curriculum that we have. And Project Lead the Way is great STEM education for our students, and uh, we're very pleased. And that was a competitive grant. So uh, it wasn't just turn it in and get the money. It had to be written in a high-quality manner, and I appreciate the work the principals put into that. And uh, for those who may not be familiar, they hear the uh, the term uh, Project Lead the Way. Can you kind of give us a, a quick snapshot of exactly what that is, Rob? Yes, Tom. They have different uh, parts of Project Lead the Way. There's an engineering side, and there's a biomedical sciences side, and those are mainly at the high school level. But then they have programs uh, in the elementary and junior high that lead up to those high school programs. So it's a very um, uh, solid curriculum, very comprehensive curriculum, mainly based around science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So uh, Project Lead the Way is a very hands-on program. There's usually problem-solving involved where students are given a real-world problem and they use the skills that they are learning to apply those skills to solving a real-world problem. And uh, Really fantastic stuff in Project Lead the Way, and we're really pleased to continue to be a part of that. And uh, finally, Rob, you had uh, under other, this is uh, something that is interesting that uh, uh, we've talked about on the news, and uh, this is Appeals on Wheels. Indeed, Tom. We are pleased that South Ripley High School will be participating in the Appeals on Wheels program from the Indiana Court of Appeals. This will take place on Thursday, October 27th. And what this is, Tom, is a traveling oral argument that will take place at South Ripley High School, an actual court case uh, that will take place at South Ripley High School, the oral argument part of the court case. And they'll give the students the opportunity to see how the different branches of government work together. This particular case, Tom, is Robert Lawson versus the state of Indiana. Robert Lawson was a school resource officer at a school uh, in Indiana, and this case involves uh, him uh, suing the state, there, there was a whole uh, situation involved that uh, resulted in a lawsuit, and we will get to hear the oral arguments on the appeal for this case. And so it's really uh, going to be something I think the students can relate to. The judges will be Judges Rob 
Vedic, and Weissman. And from 10.30 to 11.30 on October 27th, the oral argument will be taking place. And then at 11.30, they'll stop for some question and answers. And then uh, after that, around noon, we're going to have a, a lunch for the judges and for some of the uh, dignitaries around the county that are going to be attending. So it's going to be a really neat day. We have several groups of students that are going to be attending from both the junior high and the high school. And uh, the opportunity to bring Appeals on Wheels to South Ripley is something we didn't want to pass up on. And I uh, really appreciate uh, State Representative Randy Fry for his work in helping bring this program to South Ripley High School. And I will mention, too, Judge Weissman's actually a southeastern Indiana native. Uh, when I was principal at South Dearborn High School, I had Judge Weissman's uh, children uh, in school there at South Dearborn. So I know her. I'm looking forward to seeing her uh, next week at this, uh, this court case. Thursday, October 27th, it is open to the public. Uh, if anyone's going to arrive, they need to do so by around 10 o'clock. Uh, again, those oral arguments will start at 1030. Yep, and uh, yep, Leanna Wiseman, yes, a, uh, I believe a, a Dearborn County native, if, uh, as you said, uh, southeastern Indiana, but uh, I guess kind of narrow it down, shall we say, you know? Indeed, Tom, and uh, yeah, she was very active in the community there, and uh, I worked with some projects uh, uh, with her, uh, on some projects with her when uh, when her students were there at South Dearborn back in the day, so it's, it's nice to see uh, how high she has climbed. Uh, getting a seat on the Court of Appeals in Indiana, and uh, just uh, looking forward to uh, looking forward to seeing all the judges, and really providing this opportunity for our students to get a firsthand look uh, at a court case taking place live right there in front of them in the South Ripley High School gym. All right. So again, that'll be October 27th, starting at 10:30 a.m. Hour-long arguments, and then question and answers afterwards. So with that, uh, well, as always, uh, Rob Moorhead, uh, superintendent at South Ripley Schools, we appreciate your time. Continue to stay well, and uh, we will talk to you again down the road. Looking forward to it, Tom. As I like to say each time, it is always a pleasure to join you on the Daily Pod here on Country 103.9 WRBI.